The Blatcast. Yes, indeed. This installment is just the girls. It is our second in our series of episodes covering the new Captain Marvel movie. And I am ecstatic about uh, the guests on this show today. I'm going to get to have a few one-on-one chats with uh, some of the great ladies that I know through my time at AfterBuzz TV, a couple of uh, return guests. But before we get to that, let me remind you all of the ways to keep in touch with the show. You can follow at BlackCast on Twitter, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. And of course, like The BlackCast on Facebook, and we have blackcast.com, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T dot com. little one-stop shopping for uh, some of the links to some of our favorite episodes, including last week's review of Captain Marvel with myself, Agent Starling, Captain EO, and our great friend Zia Anderson. This week I'm going to chat with our friends Amy Cassandra Martinez and Steph Sabra, both of whom I've done a number of shows with at AfterBuzz TV, and... The triumphant return of a guest who hasn't been on in quite some time, which we'll address, our friend Roxy Stryer. So we're going to find out what they liked about the movie, what some of their favorite parts were, and just to let them in on the conversation that started last week. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome back to the Blackcast our friend Amy Cassandra Martinez. Welcome back to the Blackcast, Amy. Thank you. Now, I wanted to start with you today because, one, obviously you're my favorite. Two, because... There, You were the first person I thought of when Captain Marvel started. And what was the first thing that we saw? Not in the movie itself, but the little Marvel thing with all the little montages, Stanley. What did you think when you saw that? I started crying. No, I mean, I, I think there's... It was going to be emotional no matter what um, with the cameo. But I, I don't think any of us were expecting that. So... To just start the movie and have that be the first thing we see, it's just like, oh. <laughs> but I also, you know, I really appreciated it because Stan will always be a part of our lives as nerds. And I, I thought that was a really nice thing to do, you know, it being the first movie after his passing. For sure. Yeah, and I didn't even think about them doing anything like that. I think we all knew he had a cameo in it, but uh, to see all that, like everybody... At the uh, screening I went to, everybody was so excited, but there was also a lot of like, oh, because it, it can be exciting and sad at the same time. And people applauded uh, after his cameo in the movie, uh, yeah, which great. I thought was great. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I know we only have a little bit of time with you today, mm-hmm. so I wanted to kind of give you free reign to say what you thought of the movie, what uh, some of your favorite things were, and if there's anything that you felt like didn't quite work for you. Well, okay, so things that I loved, loved the music. I think being a 90s baby, I really appreciated just how many, not bops, but how many great songs there were. Um, and especially being able to listen to them in that kind of quality, like Nirvana. I've never listened to Nirvana in a movie theater. Not like that. So that was already amazing. Um, 
I like that we got to go back in time. I mean, we're used to time traveling with Marvel, but I don't think we've ever spent much time in the 90s, if if we have at all. So love that. Love Blockbuster. Love the <laughs> de-aging, too. I mean, there's something to be said about how wonderful they did. You know, like, it didn't look fake at all. I do have to say that Colson, when I first saw him, I did think he looked a little funny. But then I got used to it pretty quick, um, quickly after that. Um, I loved, I love the unexpected emotional side to the film too. Um, I I tend to like those movies more where I'm just like, oh, okay. I, I mean, you didn't have to make it that emotional, but you did, and now I'm fully invested. Um, between you know Maria, Monica, Carol, but then also the scrolls. You know, I think that whole situation where it's kind of like, oh. You thought they were the bad guys, but really they're not. That, to me, was like, whoa. And then having them be refugees, basically, that really... I also think it's pretty topical to what's going on in our world now. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the, the emotional parts really got me. Love that. Loved some of the action sequences. Sure, yeah, yeah, good stuff. But the music and the 90s feels, um, you know, throughout the whole movie. Things that I didn't love besides... The first time I saw Coulson's de-aging. <laughs> right. Um, I would have liked to see more character development with some of the Kree. I mean, we got a little bit of Jude Law. We got a little bit, very little of Gemma Chan. I would have loved more of that. And I know that as a whole, okay, maybe not as a whole, but I know that there are a lot of people that had issues with Brie Larson's acting. And I feel like if we could have just... I don't know made it more accessible so that people didn't feel like that but if you're gonna set out to make a movie to make everyone happy it's not gonna be done the right way so there's always gonna people be people that don't like it um I think I'm just ending it on a good note like no I really liked it I thought that they did a really good job and I love that it can stand alone you know I always start saying something bad but then I ended up saying something good you know I don't know I know that uh maybe people were expecting something different but I I don't know what they would have gotten uh I actually liked her I didn't expect her to be funny she just didn't strike me as somebody that you know, that was going to be what they did with her. So I was glad she was funny. I loved her and Fury together. You know, if uh, mm-hmm. if that had been a half hour of the movie without any action, I would have been like, well, that was a little slow. But, man, that was fun. You know, <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah. And what you mentioned about the scrolls, like I was legitimately surprised at, at that that was what the story was, uh, because as a longtime uh, elderly nerd, almost geriatric nerd, you know, the scrolls have always really been bad guys. The Kree aren't entirely on the up and up. But just the idea was, OK, we know who the scrolls are. They're bad. Yeah. And I just thought it was really cool. Ben Mendelsohn was amazing. Oh, oh yes. Yes. I feel like we would be remiss if I didn't ask you, as a very proud cat mommy, what you thought of Goose. Oh, my God. That's right. Yeah. Loved Goose. Oh, my gosh. I knew going into it that he was going to be adorable. But when we got that whole twist, I mean, I I didn't totally understand what Flurkin meant. Like, I don't have that much, you know, comic book knowledge. So I was like, what are you guys talking about? Um, but when we saw it first thought was like wow second thought was ew and third was like oh goose what are you doing oh my gosh ew ew and then when it happened again and then he didn't do it i was like that's funny you are a cat i mean you're flirting but you're also a cat and then i got home and i was like spielberg my cat um 
are you a flirkin? And he kind of just looked at me and I don't, I don't know. I'm kind of suspicious right now. I've, I've never really looked at my cat the same way. Yeah. So and I'm if like, he, if is? he, if he starts coughing up, you're like, wait, is it a fur ball or does he have an infinity stone in there somewhere? Exactly. You never know. You don't be because careful. he's still undercover if, if he is. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, look, I thought the movie was a lot of fun, and uh, you know, we're spending time on this installment of the podcast talking with people who really enjoyed it. You know, but uh, I, I don't know. My thinking was anybody who saw it and didn't like it, you don't have to like everything. You know, it was the yeah. people who didn't see it and decided that they wouldn't like it. You know, based on maybe they didn't like her, maybe they saw a commercial and like, well, you don't really know. So, uh, but uh, I don't know. I really thought it was fun. What did you think? Of the uh, mid-credits scene, that's essentially a scene from Endgame. Did you need anything to get you more excited for Endgame, and did that accomplish it? Did I need anything? No. Did it accomplish <laughs> me getting like super freaking pumped? Yes. I stopped breathing. I'm sure the entire time that I was watching it, and I was just ah. I do have to say though that we, when we do see Carol, she looked a little weird. Um. I don't know. I mean, I understand how aging works. Hello, it's been some time. But she looked almost younger than she did in Captain Marvel, like the actual movie. So that kind of threw me off a little bit. But the way that she just shows up right there and no one's expecting her, I love that. And I love getting to see getting to see our Avengers again. <laughs> I know. You know, I, what I think is that the properties of spending so much time in space is probably just really good for your skin, you know? And so oh. if more people could go out and fly around in space, you know, the aging process would uh, would be slower. Uh, you know, there has been some criticism about the way she looks in that trailer for Endgame that we have. You know, she's in the very end uh, with Thor and also that scene. Mm -hmm. But specifically in, in the trailer that uh, they felt like, oh, she was she was too made up. And uh, I, I don't know. I just felt like, you know, maybe she is a little older. So maybe she needed to put a little, you know, spend a little time. I, I don't know. Did you, were you distracted by that at all? Sure, she looked different. But did you think it was bad in any way? No. And honestly, like, I think she looked the same way she did in the Endgame trailer than she did in, as she did in the, you know, mid-credit scene after Captain Marvel. So the first time I saw her, I was like, okay, well, your hair looks amazing. I love your hair. But it was never like, oh, you have too much makeup on or anything like that. So when I saw the Endgame trailer, I was like, oh, yeah, we already saw her like this. So I think part of me was a little bit more used to it. There's something to be said, like, as a lady that enjoys wearing makeup, sometimes, not all the time. If I'm not out in public, I am not wearing any makeup. But there's something to be said that whether you wear makeup or not, that has nothing to do with your abilities. So I could choose to wear red lips like I'm wearing right now and still want to kick butt, like, I think we need to stop equating makeup with girls not wanting to get their hands dirty. And I think that that's like a weird stigma that we have that maybe could open up a whole discussion on that. Sure. But I don't know. I don't I, I don't like people criticizing women for wearing too much makeup. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's, whatever the heck it's, want, it's certainly you know? a choice. The amount of uh, makeup uh, they put on, you know, speaking of makeup, we're going to have you back on the Blackcast very soon uh, about a time that you put on quite a lot of makeup and spent a lot of time to make yourself look 
like a demon. So uh, yeah. we'll we'll have you back to talk about Kiss uh, in a few weeks. But before then, uh, I wanted to let people know where they can find you and keep in touch with you. Obviously, social media. I know it's Amy Cassandra MTZ. You've been on the broadcast often enough. I feel like everybody should already follow you and see the reaction videos to Toy Story Four and you know oh. whatever whatever else is uh, is uh, coming up. Uh, is there anything else where people can find you? I mean, I, yeah, I mean, if you guys are already subscribed to my YouTube channel, that's awesome. I am going to start focusing on my playlist a little bit more so that if I do other content on other YouTube channels, you can also see it. But right now I'm currently working full time and a half, I guess, for <laughs> two different uh, networks. The Trendy is the first one and we just cover all kinds of celebrity and pop culture news. It's really fun. And I write, produce, host, edit, do all of that for them. And my other other endeavor, I guess you could say, is Geek Bomb. Geek Bomb, we do all nerdy things. So I'm officially the video content producer, but I also host. We've been really delving into doing movie reviews. So, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll be doing different ones. I'm not going to give them all away because you guys, you guys will just have to subscribe. But... Yeah, just doing those two main things, and then you guys can still see me on Popcorn Talk on Box Office Breakdown every Sunday night at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And yeah, I mean, like you said, social media, I'm there trying to, you know, take cool pictures and share them on there. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you for letting everybody know. And thanks for uh, spending a little time on the podcast. I miss you. I used to do shows with you. And now, you know, it's, uh, it just, uh, it, you know, at least for right now, you know, who's to say we won't be doing a show again somewhere down the road. And, uh, but I'm glad you oh, found yeah. some time for the podcast. And look, you're going to be back in a few weeks to talk about Kiss. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, uh, Amy. And that's Amy Cassandra Martinez, as I mentioned, at Amy Cassandra MTZ. Welcome back to the Blackcast. Joined now by Steph Sabra, also from AfterBuzz TV. Steph, so exciting to have you here on the Blackcast. Welcome. What an honor it is to be here. I've been waiting for my invite for too long. Yeah, it's a privilege for you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, it shouldn't be a privilege seeing that we've hosted together on so many shows, but for some reason I haven't made the cut. Well, if we ever talked about South Park on the Blackcast, you would have been... Well, I would have called Phil first. And then you would have been my second call, though. Totally I have a lifetime of knowledge, though. Yeah. No, I know. Look, you're you're uh, you're one of the world. You have experience. You have hopes, dreams, and visions. Yeah. You have so much. Anyways, so much I'm excited to be here. I'm glad I and finally have something to be a part of the show. Yes. And your contribution is the fact that you are, one, a woman. Mm-hmm. And two, you have seen Captain Marvel. And I want to give you an opportunity to say what you thought. Of the movie. Wow. Okay. First and foremost, amazing. Okay. Um, it was a really big moment, I feel like, for every woman, especially Women's History Month. Perfect time for it to come out. I remember when the trailer came out, I was like, oh, man, I'm excited. Um, but I was a little nervous seeing that we haven't had such a... Ever, I don't think, an installment for a woman no, Marvel the, character. No, the closest this, like, that Marvel did was Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. and that, But that was shared. And she's uh, basically Robin. 
Yeah, although the, to be fair, the Wasp is like a, a great character with a rich comic book history. But yeah, she's definitely like it's like Ant Man, and then smaller print and the Wasp. Ex- that's what I yeah. mean. Like, although she is so so cool and awesome yeah. and powerful, it was set up to be like she's and yeah. And this is the first Marvel movie where it's the woman is the title character. She's the main character. It's her name in the movie. So yeah. What was your familiarity with this character before you saw the trailer and heard about the movie? Actually, not that familiar with right. the, with her history at all, which I was kind of excited about. Usually, I like to know a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. But for this particular one, I'm actually happier that I hadn't been as knowledgeable because sure. now I'm going to look into it and compare it. But I really wanted to give it a clean slate and not like have any judgments going into it. I wanted to be totally fresh, like what a majority of viewers would be thinking. And when you saw the commercials and the trailers for it, like, what were you most excited about? Like, what did you see and go like, oh, I want to see that movie because of what? That's a really good question. Um, it was it was mainly just to see a woman totally kick ass, but not be. I I think it where I was excited was because we got Wonder Woman and that was great. Yeah, but I f- still felt like there was it was. Brit, it was a lot of male perspective was in it, and I think this one ha- did more justice to women. And I saw that in the trailer, like from the outfits to the way that even the little bits of the lines that we got, it seemed more geared to like she's just a superhero. Period. Right, she's a superhero that happens to be a woman. Exactly. Right, right which I think is is the way to have the the uh, approach of a character like this. You know, I mean. Uh, it's the first movie starring a woman, but there are great, really strong female characters in the Marvel comic book universe. I've talked a lot about on the various shows that I host, including the Black cast, that there was a point where the X Men was like four out of six of them were women. Mm-hmm. You know, it was there was a, I think there was a point where it was women and Wolverine. You know, yeah. and, you know, then, you know, you could have switched him out for X-23 from the Logan movie. So you could have had like an all-female X-Men. So there are great characters. They just hadn't translated to the screen. And for Captain Marvel, this character, Carol Danvers, you know, was first well known as Ms. Marvel in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there were a couple of different uh, iterations of her. But the idea that we were going to get her, me personally, I was excited because I was familiar with the character. But you not having any of that, you're just like, Th- this is cool. I'm I'm going to see this female character. When you saw that it was uh, Brie Larson, what were your thoughts about her? Had you seen her in a lot of things? Or yeah, I loved her. At, like in the roles that I've seen her in, especially Room. Yeah. Um, the Room. But I no, just Room. The Room is the, room. the Tommy Wiseau uh, the room. movie. That... Yeah, I'm just. Oh hi, doggy. Yeah, that's <laughs> oh, a different. Oh hi. <laughs> yeah. Oh hi, You're Mark. not my mother, Danny. You're tearing <laughs> me apart, Captain Marvel. Anyway. Um. Yeah. And I and she's exceptional. She's absolutely yeah. amazing. But I will be honest. I was kind of like, can she do this role? Well, that as I've said previously, was my concern was, okay, I know she's a good actress. I've seen her. Uh, can she be warm mm-hmm. and personable? And can she be funny? And I wasn't convinced that she was going to be able to come off that way. Now the character could be written in a way where you don't need that, but. I think, especially in the Marvel Universe, that's what we expect. The Marvel Cinematic Universe, that's what we expect of our characters. We expect them to be very friendly, to be likable, and of course they have to be funny. You yeah. Know? So, 
when I saw the movie, I'm like, okay, she can do that. You know, and, and it's not that I didn't think she was capable of being handed a script and at least doing a serviceable job, but I found her very compelling as this character. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I think she did a great job. It's interesting because I agree with those points. I was worried about, like, hitting that humor part because it is a specific type of humor. All the yeah. he- It's the same with Marvel and Star Wars. It's a specific type of humor that they hit. Um, but I was worried, I think, because I was so – I was – I had the image of her playing her character in Room as, like, this malnourished person, obviously, because of circumstance. So I'm like, can she pull off being one of the – all I knew about Captain Marvel was that she was one of the strongest, period. So that's where my concern was. But she ended up being so fierce, and her origin story really played out well. Yeah, and I think there's this interesting dynamic that you get, which, you know, you can certainly see a lot of this in just – female characters in whatever whatever medium it is, you know, this sort of, like, victimhood. But as you realize later in the movie, no, this is actually not even self-inflicted. This is like, oh, yeah, no, no, we basically tied both your hands behind your back. So you didn't realize how powerful you were, and you thought you had all these problems. Uh, so I thought that was just a, a really interesting... It was just an interesting turn, you know. It was an interesting way to take it. Uh, the Ms. Marvel character, when she first has these powers, she also has kind of like a almost like a split personality thing. It, it's not the same as the movie, but it has the dynamic, and I was glad that they were able to include it uh, into this movie. And uh, I thought that the stuff where we saw her powers was was great. It was so you know. But my favorite parts were just her hanging out with Nick Fury. Oh really? Yeah, just because I because it was funny and I did I wasn't expecting, you know, because look I know Sam Jackson's great I know he he can play a host of different kind of characters, but I I had a f- sense that what I was going to get out of Sam Jackson and it's like oh this is great she meshed really well with him yeah I really liked them in their scenes together you know? I totally agree and it was kind of that moment I know we shared this um, this in common where in. Han so- in the solo installment yeah. where we loved how we got the Chewbacca origin story. Right. That's how I felt about Nick Fury. I was like, fi- like I wasn't, I didn't know how they were going to actually adapt his story and I was like, yes, this is way better than I thought they were going to do. Yeah, I thought they did a great job and, you know, the uh, de-aging technology is a little creepy, but it looked cool. I was, was just like, you know, for him and, and, you know, Agent Coulson's not in it that much, but it was also like, oh, yeah, they both look like younger versions of themselves. This is great, you know. Um, what did you think, you know, one of the criticisms that I've seen is that the the adversaries, the bad guys, you know, who, at, at least in the first half of the film, you think it's the Skrulls. I, I actually thought that they were really cool. And, you know, we've seen shapeshifters, you know, just Terminator alone, we've seen that sort of trick. But I always thought that these characters were really cool. I was personally glad to see them on the big screen, but I had a familiarity with them. What did you think about the Skrulls as, you know, basically who's chasing after her? Absolutely loved them. Yeah. I I love them. I think they fit perfectly into the universe. Um, it was a little Guardians of the Galaxy to me. Obviously, sure. they're in all in the same realm, but I loved their characters. I loved the way that they developed throughout the film, and I grew to really like them. I think they're so personable. My And that wasn't... I get that. that it's weird that that was the criticism, because my only criticism was, um, and we talked a little bit about this, I wish that they got to her kind of forming more into herself quicker. 
Yeah, I mean, as I've said before, I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's the first 20 minutes or so. It's it's not even like, oh, this is boring, but it was just like, it just wasn't moving at a pace that, that I needed it to. It was important storytelling, which I understood, but it's like, basically, once she's on Earth... It starts to pick up, and then, you know, when she's on the subway train. From that point onward, I'm like, great, it moves at exactly the pace that I need it to. It just took a little while to get there. I don't think they need to cut anything out. Yeah, it's interesting because after I I watched it, I stopped and thought, I'm like, what part would they have cut out? What could they have done? Because it wasn't that I didn't like the first part. It's just, like, I really, really liked the three-fourths of the rest of the film. And when I thought about it, there was no way. You had to have every part that was included because Mm -hmm. it wouldn't have made sense to the person who doesn't know the comics. Right. In terms of things that don't make sense, you know, as you, uh, as somebody coming to this with a clean slate, when, you know, Carol, or at that point, Veers, is going, you know, interacting with the supreme intelligence, was was that easy to follow for somebody that doesn't understand the Cree homeworld and the supreme intelligence, or was that at all confusing? That was confusing. Okay, because I, I was watching that thinking... Are people going to get this, you know? It was confusing because she had been her mentor and um, in on Earth before she had b- experienced any of this. So the connection still seems vague to me yeah. as why she saw her, like, if that was just, like, the image that anyone sees when they're talking to the Supreme Intelligence. That's what confused me. Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think it, it's interesting. Obviously, you have Annette Benning in the movie. You want to give her more screen time. I get it. But, uh, yeah, it, it just, that was it wasn't even a criticism i just felt like are people going to understand what the supreme intelligence is what she's interacting with um back to the scrolls uh, ben mendelson was great i f- was surprised that they made the scrolls so sympathetic and i don't know maybe i'm just a, a dummy but i was surprised not that Star Force and Jude Law and everyone had been lying to her, but I was surprised that they were actually the bad guys. I didn't quite, I didn't see that coming, maybe because I'm just naive. Uh, was that a surprise for you at all, or you felt like, all right, I see where this is going? Well, okay, Gemma Chan is what I like to call my wife, who's not really my <laughs> wife. So right. when I found out that she was going to be in this movie, I was so excited and that she was going to be a Marvel character. Yeah. And so I researched Minerva. And I knew that she was a villainous type character. But then when I saw the trailer and I saw the interaction off screen between them, I was like, oh, like maybe they readapted her character. And so then when I started watching the film, I'm like, oh, maybe they are. Maybe it's a different take on that. Right. Which that's certainly happened. I mean, Annette Bening's character, Marvell, the original Captain Marvel was, was a man who was a superhero on Earth, you know, so you can just take a name of a character and do something completely different. With yeah, it. yeah, so that's why. So I was surprised. Yeah, I, I and I like that I was surprised because I needed that. I I don't uh, I don't know. I get surprised sometimes by things that people are like, really, you didn't see that coming. But I like that I can be surprised sometimes because if you're not and you see everything that's coming, so you to really me, then just a rotten yeah, tomatoes critic, right? <laughs> and people just felt like they saw everything coming and that they knew this was also obvious. I'm like, well, I don't know. So I know that okay, I do want to say this. I've been hearing the criticism, and I have to say that it's just BS because in terms of Marvel films, 
they're not meant to be this huge storyline that you had no idea what was happening. They're right. adapted from comics. And in, if you look at it that way, this is on the exact same tier as every single installment, especially every single f- original, the first movie of every story. Like, right, the first of Captain Thor, America. Exactly. Yeah. They're all like this. And if you hold it to that standard, it's way beyond most of the first films. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'll say that some of the reasons for it are budgetary, but, like, the first Iron Man is actually not great. Robert Downey Jr. is great in it, but it's not a great movie, largely held down by, you know, they weren't willing to spend as much at that yeah. point because that was the beginning of, of this whole universe. And, yeah, I thought for introducing a character, it was great. Look, I'm not going to compare this movie to Black Panther, but when you sat down to see Black Panther, you'd already seen him in Civil War. You knew how cool he was. You knew a little bit about his backstory. This was, you know, we sure, it happened in 1995, but we didn't know any of this. And uh, I think for them to start basically her story from Ground Zero from the beginning, uh, I think that they uh, did a really good job, and I loved seeing them incorporate how she will show up in Avengers Endgame. Totally, and it's different, and you made a good point. You can't compare Black Panther and her because we didn't have to see how he grew up, really. That was so small. All we needed to know from his story with the way he's playing out in the the Avenger films is where he is now and, like, how he became the Black Panther in, like, a month's period. Right. Her, you needed to know the entire thing or else it wouldn't make sense how she, with the Nick Fury. Yeah, and I think that, you know, some of her flashbacks to when she's a kid and things like that, this is all, like, very very rich storytelling that we could have gotten, but they didn't spend too much time on it. They're like, you'll get it. She's she's the kind of girl that, yeah, things she fell down, but oh, hey, look, she picks herself up. Look at that. And that's what she's going to do right now. And just all the stuff with her using her powers, especially in space, I was just like, well, this is all really cool. This is what I wanted this movie to be. And I was very happy with the character. Uh, I... Very excited to see how we see her next, uh, which would be in Avengers Endgame. And obviously, if the movie does well, we'll get another Captain Marvel movie. Uh, And uh, let's talk about Goose, who almost tried to steal the show. The cat. So close. So close. (laughs) Um, I... Uh, was also I, I didn't expect him to to be I thought that he was a scroll at first and that's why people were freaking out although I guess the fact that scrolls were freaking out I should have realized that that didn't make sense but uh, I thought it was really funny that uh, you know <laughs> the cat was this beast that eats the tesseract and uh, I, I don't know if I love that he clawed out Nick Fury's eye but uh, <laughs> I know I just kind of thought that he should have lost it in like a cool way like. I don't know. It's like funny. A, like a like a Cree bounty hunter carved it yeah. out or something. It's it's funny and it provided a lot of that classic Marvel comedic relief, but it was also like they were getting along so well and it would have been equally I think funny to become like more of his sidekick. Yeah. Which it, I mean he is always there, so I don't know. It it seemed kind of like 
that's how he got this scar in an yeah. eye patch. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. And uh, for for me, who uh, remembers the '90s really well, I thought that uh, they did a they did a good job. You know, a lot of times when something's set in a time period, they can really beat you over the head with everything. There were a couple of moments, you know, when she goes to like the dial-up internet cafe, but it, it, there wasn't. You didn't so, love that. No, no, that's what I'm saying. I liked it. If you had too many beats like oh, yeah. that in the movie, I would have been like, uh, all right, you know. It, like Nick Fury being like, this is a high-tech two-way pager. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. You know, because obviously it's it's a major plot point. So I liked the balance. There's a lot of times where it's just like, it's it's too many of these jokes totally. and stuff. Uh, I think that uh, they did a good job. Obviously, uh, I'm biased. I think this might be the maybe second best uh, soundtrack for a Marvel movie. <laughs> I knew after you were going to go there. Yes. After Guardians. But because of all the 90s music, I'm like, yes, this is what I need. Why don't they set so more Marvel movies in the 90s? Perfectly picked yeah. the songs. Like they weren't just norm like the hits of the 90s. They, no, they I mean, these, really so, these songs fit. were hits, but I mean, it's like, you know, it's you, you, in 2019, people don't think about. Courtney Love and Hole as much as yeah. they used to. You know, I'll say this: the soundtrack is kind of metaphorical for how the entire film felt for me, and it was a. What it did was really define what feminism is to me. It's yeah. not like slap you over the head, men suck, and you guys can't do anything. It's we're equals. We have good music. We have great yeah. characters. We're just as strong. We can kick as much ass as guys and we can coexist and work together. That's what I loved about the film, and that's what I don't get why men aren't seeing. Right, and obviously there are, you know, look, there there are women that have mixed reactions to the film, but just yeah, yeah, from yeah. the small sample that we had on Monday night when a group of us went to see one of the three screenings that were going on, the people who hated it were the guys, and, you know, m- myself and my friend Jeff from the Black Cast, we we liked it, but all the women loved it, and then these two guys just like flat out hated it. And I don't know. I mean, sometimes look, they like, hated it. Said it was bad acting. They didn't connect with the characters. Right. They thought a lot of the scenes were unnecessary, and all things. I I really like me and Roxy Stryer, who I know you're gonna sit down with. Yeah. had this moment where like, what what did I miss? Right. Well, that's sometimes <laughs> what I you know. Sometimes when people love a movie, I'm like, well, what did they see that I didn't? And and that's the the reverse of it. And what I'll say, and I don't even know whose opinions those were. It doesn't actually matter. Uh, the 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 fact that they saw the movie and had that opinion that that's fine you saw it you didn't like it it's just the narrative has been leading up to the movie of uh, well this movie is going to be garbage well how do you know that yeah because I saw the commercial or I don't like Brie Larson I don't like that she said that outlets should have women review it I don't like that they wanted more women on the press junket and it's like okay you didn't like it but what does that mean about the movie totally. you know and if you see the movie and don't like it you don't like it yeah. That's, everybody's entitled to have that opinion but come then, with fa- like come yeah, with realistic here's why I didn't like it yeah and when people did like it there was this backlash of oh you were paid to say that you couldn't have possibly liked it it's like no people liked it you know and you know, look, when you see a movie early, you're not supposed to really talk that much about it. And I just said, like, yeah, I liked it, you know. But I think people were like, hmm, he's not saying much. What did he really think? I was like, no, it's just you're not supposed to really dive into it. Also, 
you don't want to spoil movies. Yeah, I didn't Except talk about Zia, it. Except for who loves to, to have spoilers. Everybody else, she loves to have things spoiled I love for her. her. Yeah, everybody else, though, doesn't like spoilers. I don't want spoilers. That's yeah. why I didn't do a lot of research, which I usually do before yeah. things um, that I'm covering it after Buzz. But for movies, I try not to. I barely even like watching trailers, honestly. Yeah, I I definitely know that feeling. You know, when the, the first Star Wars prequel came out in 1999, <laughs> uh, the... The Phantom Menace. I didn't watch any TV commercials. If oh I was in a gosh. theater and the trailer was about to come out, I would walk out. No way. And then I saw the movie and I was like, well, what the fuck did I do that for? <laughs> so I've never done that again. But, um, you know, sometimes with trailers, you're just like, I've seen too much of the movie now. Well, nowadays, trailers are horrible because they're four minutes long and they show you Every important scene that happens so you can yeah. loop together the entire story, which is just ridiculous to me. And the worst is, like, when you see a trailer, a perfect example is there was a recently a new trailer for the X-Men Dark Phoenix movie. And in it, Jean Grey throws Mystique, and you go like, oh, okay, that looks like it hurt. And then people start to be like, mm, she said she used to be her friend. I guess she's dead. I'm like, well, that's dumb. And then the director says, like, oh, no, she's dead. I'm like, what? What do you... What are you doing? No, just let us debate it. Let us talk about it. Don't, don't not only have the trailers, but don't go around saying that somebody dies. A beloved actress like J Law. That know? is so stupid yeah. to me. So anyway, that's that's a little bit off uh, topic. No, but it's, but all, it's accurate. Like yeah. don't I don't know. Don't. That's why I agree with you. We don't spoil it. I yeah. didn't. I all told all my girlfriends you're gonna like just. Yeah. To sit down and enjoy it and tell me what you thought. Yeah, because I when, don't want to tan I really want to hear people's opinions. When I sat down on Marvel Movie News for Popcorn Talk, uh, Zia, who's on the show, hadn't seen it. And Zach Wilson, who's on the show, also hadn't seen it. So I was the only one who'd seen it. So I couldn't spoil it for the audience, but I also couldn't spoil it for them. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, there's things I like. I, I said basically the same things. Like, yeah, it's a little slow in the beginning. Oh, whatever, whatever. So, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit hard to talk about. But uh, that's why... When we were talking after the movie and you had said you loved it, I'm like, hmm, some, she doesn't know this, but Steph is going to be on the black cast <laughs> I mean, that soon. was my tryout. Yeah. I didn't even know. I know, you didn't even know. I was like, tell us more what you think about the movie. Oh, could you speak into my cell phone? Just pay any attention to the fact that I'm on FaceTime right now. Well, Steph, thank you for taking the time to sit down with me. And we'll have to have you back on the black cast soon. Thank my, you. I'm glad that this this was what finally uh, solidified. Us, yeah, this finally solidified you on, on the black cast. Uh, if people want to uh, see what you're up to, where do they find you on social media? Very easy. Both on Instagram and Twitter at Steph Sabra. S-A-B as in Barry. R-A-W. I used to say boy, but I'm like, that seems kind of. Yeah, what well, like Barry? Yeah. yeah, you mean yeah, exactly. Like Bill Hader's show on exactly. HBO. Exactly, such a good show. And uh, you know, come the fall, people will be able to find us again on the South Park After Show and yes. After Buzz TV. I am Heidi <laughs> because you're so smart and so funny. So funny, guys. You know, you didn't really get it from this conversation, but Steph is so funny. All I do is crack jokes. Yeah, exactly, all the time. Anyway, we uh, really appreciate it, and uh, we will talk to you again soon. Thanks. So much stuff. Thank you. Okay. So awesome. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you.
to the black cast so happy to have a return visit from our friend roxy stryer whom can be found on twitter and instagram and all across social media at roxy stryer roxy welcome back to the black cast thanks christian we've had you on a few times before not for a long time though it's what's up with that it's been 116 episodes since the last time you were on you were on a black cast 200 is that true yeah like, and uh, you just wow. got you just got so busy and i was the opposite of busy i i felt uncomfortable but then i saw you last week uh, at the screening for captain marvel and you liked it so much i'm like this is my end this well, is my excuse to i get. feel like now you're really busy no i mean i i have uh Two days a week, uh, the uh, Dennis Miller option over on Westwood One. Thank you very much. But uh, that's about it, really. You know, I mean, I do a lot of stuff here at AfterBuzz. Two kids, Hmm? a wife. Hmm. No, no, that rings a bell. Definitely not the life part, but I do have a wife and two kids. I definitely (laughs) have those things. Uh, And the proof that you're busier than ever is uh, I don't even know what to promote to intro you because I yeah. know you do stuff with Collider. Mm-hmm, that's true. Yeah. And uh, obviously, of course, I mean, I should have really just started with the Tomorrow Show. Yeah. Wednesdays on the Not Sam Network now, Sam Roberts. And it's 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, depends, yeah. basically. Yeah. yeah, we are we are live 7 p.m. Pacific Standard-ish. Ish, yeah. I mean, about They then. should make an ish time. Yeah. Which time is, is Pacific Standard-ish? Because yeah. I feel like... Yeah, I'm I, think on East, time. I think Eastern time is solid, like 7 o'clock means 7 o'clock. I think Pacific time, it definitely means ish. Oh, we're smoking, we're surfing. Yeah, I mean, the sun's still out. Yeah. We'll get there. Don't You'll see us, but not, not right away. And, uh, of course, they find you on all of social media, just at Roxy Stryer. See, that's smart. Got to keep it well-branded. I got it in early. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if the other Roxy Stryer was trying to get it, it's too late now. I want there to be one. Just one? Another, just one, because we'd be connected at the soul. That's true. I mean, but she'd probably be a Roxanne Stryer, and yeah. then she'd have to become a Roxy. There's not that many Stryers, and there's mm. not that many Roxies. That's true. So the likelihood of there being another Roxy Stryer? Yeah. Um, it's not looking good for me. See, I've already named my daughter. Otherwise, you would have just given me a great idea. It would have been Roxy Stryer, you know. Blatt, but that, her name would have been her first name would have just been Roxy Stryer. Maybe, maybe I'll start influencing people who are listening. <laughs> yes, that, that's what it means when they say people are an influencer. Mm. Uh, anyway, speaking of influence, that's not really a transition, Whatever, but I fine. did want to let you talk about uh, Captain Marvel because the uh, screening that we went to uh, just a few minutes ago, I was talking to Steph about it and uh, she really liked it. Sabra? Ste- yeah, that's the one, Steph Sabra. Rock star. Yeah, she is a rock star. I w- sat next to her yeah. at the screening. Yeah. We were both crying and trying to hide our tears from each other. Right. And then, like, other people that we knew who were there just hated it. It was so I don't want to call any of them out, but a few people hated it. I've called them all out. Yeah, yeah. Yell really liked it, from what I could understand. But uh, I just don't like when you go to a screening with people and they Mm -hmm. say they don't like it, and then online they say they do. Oh, no, that's the worst. Because don't do that. So I don't mind calling people out. If you out loud tell me you don't like something, I think that's fair game. Now, I can see if you hate it, you kind of soft sell it a little bit. Like, you know, I didn't really like it. I'm trying to look at the positive. I can get that because especially sometimes there might be backlash, you Mm -hmm. know. Uh, But, yeah, don't say you liked it when you just flat out didn't. Yeah. I mean, you can can, uh, bend the truth a little bit, I think is okay. But Still the weirdest thing that anybody said to me was your friend. 
Oh, uh, Jeff. I don't want to call him out. Oh, no, okay. no, that's all right. Jeff, uh, the Jeff DeRay. Yeah, I, I think he he had made a joke and it just it just didn't work. It, well, I don't think he was joking. It was so Something weird, Something about Christian. that there's a cat in the movie. He said they're it, obviously pandering towards... Right. But now you do know that he didn't mean that. He didn't think that the cat was in the movie because they're pandering towards women. I mean, he knows that the cat is established in the comics, although the cat in the comics name is Chewie. Uh, it's still, you know, it still works. She still has a space cat. I don't think he did not you mean know, it. I'm giving him too much yeah, credit, Yeah, you're giving probably. him so much credit. It was so weird. Well, I was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, chicks dig cats. Yeah, and once... Once Jeff goes out on a ledge, he's he's not coming back in. No. You know what I mean? He's, he just he's kept definitely going. Like, yeah, exactly. I really like him, but that was bizarro. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, I mean, look, uh, you know, guys from New England. A lot of times, it's like, no, I can't now. Now that I, now that you called me out, it's like I can't back double down, down. I have to. Yeah, triple like, down. I'm, yeah, I mean, he might even quadruple down. Well, you know what? We'll have to get you back really soon on a day that I know you'll be here, and he's going to be here, and I'll be like, let's just talk about the cat thing, and then just however, I'll sit back and however long it goes, and we'll see if he can explain it better. I doubt it. I don't think he can. But yeah. I'd like to watch that. Yeah. I, I, I don't really <laughs> want to be a part of it, but I will yeah, if it means right. other people can watch I think, it. Uh, you know what? We'll, we'll turn the cameras on for that one. That's uh, one we'll promise. But uh, so I did want to give you a chance to say uh, what about the movie you were most excited about going into it and sort of how you felt watching it. Going into it, I was super duper nervous, right? And not very Same here, excited. By the way. Yeah, and, well, I, I was a little excited, but still nervous. Yeah, I was nervous because I didn't like the marketing campaign for mm -hmm. this movie at all. Right. I thought the trailers made it seem like a, a wink, wink, nod, nod. Look at us, yeah. no substance, all laughs, and we're going to be the next Ragnarok Guardians. Right. So that was not my mo. And I I was concerned because there's a lot on the line for this. This is the first, obviously, female superhero Marvel MCU-led film. Yeah. It's a big deal. I know that that sounds stupid when there's so much going on in the world, but it's a really big deal, and it means a lot to my personal future in this industry. Right. Look, just because there's things in the world that are a bigger deal doesn't mean that something is not a big deal. The you success know? of this movie does determine a lot of things. Yeah. It determines whether or not big studios, and, and it's not just on this movie, but it's all of these big movies. It is the Wonder Womans of the world. It is the female-led Ghostbusters of the world. It's all yeah. of the movies because for so many years studio execs said if you put a woman in the lead this movie cannot make money and that's why we cannot make this movie and obviously i'm generalizing here no but we know we know from the sony leak that the uh, former head of marvel studios has said exactly that it cannot yeah. make money so if if that's the real reason why they're not putting women in the lead then we need to show them actually it can right. so that they can't use that excuse anymore because that's a real Concern. If you're actually concerned about that, I understand a studio wanting to make money. That's something as a businesswoman I understand. Sure. So there's a lot riding on these movies. And so I was nervous because the marketing did not make me think this movie was going to succeed. And that was going to be a bigger issue than me just not liking a silly movie. Right. right. So going in, that's how I felt. From pretty much five minutes in the movie, I was like, oh, I'm set. This movie is going to be awesome. Because you could just tell that they had a total grip on this weird space warrior thing. Right. And for me, and I know other people didn't agree with that, but I was like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm flying high here. I loved her casting, not initially necessarily, but 
in the first few minutes of this, I was like, oh, she's got it. She's quirky. She's weird. She's not this girl who's wearing the low-cut shirt and is just trying to be sexy and is still a hero somehow with the skinniest body I've ever seen. She's not that girl. We're looking at you, Megan Fox. So, I am. Maybe I'm looking at you isn't. hard, Megan Fox. Yeah. Although I really like you. No, I but do. But I'm still yeah, looking at I you. But I mean, just like in those Transformer movies, that that's exactly what they had her there for. Like yeah. you gotta, you know, even Gal Gadot beefed yeah. up a little bit. You gotta yeah. get your booty to the gym. You're sure. kicking somebody's butt. So I, I, I thought that that was cool in the first few minutes we see this chick kicks butt. Yeah. And she's weird. And that's okay. So I was really excited throughout, and then I was very surprised at how far they were willing to go with everything that happened with the Skrulls. I did not think we were going to see that in this movie. No, I was uh, legitimately surprised by that, uh, just because, you know, my background, Skrulls bad guys, Kree are the guys that are always fighting them, but uh, generally have the best interests of the galaxy. And that is the sort of thing that, you know, of course, everything upsets somebody, and that's people are like, no, but that's not who the Skrulls are. But that's why it was a surprise. And Ben Mendelsohn was great. He was you know? incredible. Yeah. And in some iterations, they actually have toyed with this before. Yeah. But I was surprised that this early on they were willing to do right. it. And I think that, Christian, for somebody like you or somebody like me who see, I don't know, Upwards of a hundred movies a year. That's like about just right. Tons yeah. of movies. Yeah. It's not very often where I'm that surprised. Yeah. I I I was surprised that I was able to be surprised. Right. You know? Because you kind of get where it's going. Yeah. Even if you know from the devilish smirk that Jude Law is not gonna be a good guy, even yeah. if you know that his the rumors are he's Marvel, but you figured you and I have figured out he's not Marvel. Right. Even if you've put those pieces together. I did not see this twist coming. And so that's really cool in itself an achievement that we were surprised by that. Yeah. Uh, and then not to mention the chemistry between Samuel L. Jackson and Brie Larson. I thought that they nailed it. Yeah, I, I love all the stuff with her powers, but my favorite parts of the movie are her and Sam Jackson together. Me too. They have and, great, great vibes. And my wife had actually a lot of problems with the movie, but what she did like was uh, her she and She was her- there? No, no, this is, I saw it again yesterday. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, she wasn't there that time. I was going to say, yeah, wow. she, I, I, yeah. We had a, a romantic date, a, a Tuesday, 11 a.m. movie at AMC because it's $5. And the kids are at school. So it's like, you know, because if you take, if you both go, of them? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you know, like, like preschool, like, nur- you know, nursery school, basically. But it's basically like, if we go to a movie I don't at night. I understand kids. You need to explain this well, to me. Yeah, but if we go to a movie at night, I'll explain the kids in a second. It's an extra, like, $100 because you got to get somebody to watch them for, you know, for this movie, it would have been easy. Easily three hours of a babysitter. That's a hundred dollars. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, Felix is in preschool and Lucy's essentially in daycare. But uh, yeah, so they're like all day. There's we've given people a, a nice amount of money to uh, look after our kids during the day. Babysitters make three make a hundred dollars in three hours. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it, I might be rounding up, but uh, they're making thirty three dollars. Would get thirty dollars to have both kids for an hour. No way. Yes. So my friends are getting ones. my friends are getting ripped off. My yeah. nanny friends. Well, we have uh, we have somebody else we use who it's only eighteen dollars, and uh, we like her better right now. Is, is it closer <laughs> to her age? Is that why? Uh, no, actually, oh. it's not closer to her age. It's just she uh, she presented us with eighteen dollars, and we're like, sounds good. Yeah, you know, we were uh, we were ready to go with that. Um, so I think that Brie Larson has great chemistry with people in, uh, with other characters in the movie, which I think helps. Um, I, I understand Agreed. that people, I don't know, there are people who saw it that just didn't feel like it worked. For me, she really did, and I had the same hesitations you did. I'm like, she's a great actress, that's cool that they hired her. I don't know if that works as Carol Danvers. You know? Right. And uh, I, don't, I, I think she, she really did. 
I think she nailed it. I think that nobody could have guessed after seeing Room. Like, oh, yeah, that's the girl. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I've got her for a Marvel movie. She's going to nail that. Nobody yeah. could have guessed. You knew she was good. Could yeah. she do this? And now I think she can, especially with that mid-credit scene. I think yeah. she really will hold her own with the rest of the Avengers. Yeah. I think it, uh, it'll be interesting, too. And I like that, you know, she's just so powerful. You know, they didn't just make her like, oh, she's like really strong, you know. And no, she, she can... destroyed, I mean, she's literally one of the most powerful people we've ever seen on screen. Yeah, I mean, you can you can argue that because of the nature of what he does, Doctor Strange might have access to more power, but it, she's right up there with anybody that you can say is powerful. The way that she, you know, she stopped all the, uh, you know, basically all the like nuclear warheads that were headed into Earth. And uh, Drax is like, mm, yeah, I think we're going to go, which I thought was actually very funny. Uh, yeah. I, and to me, that stuff was all exciting. But it was built on the foundation of like, I liked her character work with, you know, with other people. I like that they didn't make her too jokey. But they did give her jokes, and they gave her room to be funny. Some of the lines, if I had to nitpick on this movie, sure. there were some lines where I was like, oh, oh yeah. man. But when they landed, I think they landed well, but you're absolutely yeah. right. There are a few that did not. There are definitely ones that did land. Like, I, I love the the humans get back up scenes oh, yeah. in line there. I love when she looks at him and says, I don't need to prove anything to you. You know, there's yeah. lines that really hit solid and there were some joke lines that really made me laugh. But then there were some things that I was like, ah, ah, <laughs> stop, stop. Yeah. Quit while you're ahead. Yeah. Um, one of the, uh, one of the things that I've heard uh, from other people is, uh, you know, uh, that the, you know, some of those moments, like the the moments that are basically supposed to be the, I, I don't want to say necessarily female empowerment, but they're the strong female moments. Where like she when does, I'm just a girl comes on the... Right, yeah, that was the one. My wife loves that song, but that scene bothered her. It was like, you don't have to tell us that she's a girl. Like, we get it. Let's see her be really cool, you know? I, I think that they'd lost her by that point in the movie, though, in all honesty. So I don't think they were going to She get wasn't her into the movie? She wasn't really. Like, it, just to, to summarize, I've talked about it before on the podcast, but not to you, that to her, they felt like, uh, she felt like they didn't do enough to really make her care about Carol. And she wanted to. She wanted to have a connection to her. And she thinks if they had just done one scene, instead of having, like, one quick flash where her dad's yelling at her, you do something to transpose that with Jude Law as, like, a father figure and maybe something to prove. And she's like, it wouldn't have taken much. And I'm like, what you're talking about sounds like something that was probably in the script and probably got shot. You know, because, yeah, like, I there's agree. a lot of that montage of, like, when she's you know, when she's a pilot and, you know, the, the guy who comes over to the table and is like, you know why they call it the cockpit? You feel like those are longer scenes that the movie's two hours and five minutes. It it didn't need to be shorter, but it definitely didn't need to be longer, right. you know? So uh, I, I, I feel like, I'm like, well, that's probably, maybe that got lost in the editing room. And, uh, but... For her also, uh, she's just like, yeah, just Brie Larson didn't pop for me. She thought that her friend should have been Captain Marvel. So, uh, well, which is funny. her friend's daughter. Her friend's daughter is Captain Marvel, which I immediately like showed her after. And I didn't know she was in this movie. And when I started reading comics, uh, she was Captain Marvel. And she went on to be the leader of the Avengers, Monica Rambeau. So I was excited. I'm like, as soon as I saw her... Well, they said her mom's name, and then you just saw her head of hair, and you're like, oh, my God, we've got her. You yeah. know? So uh, I'm excited to see Carol Danvers' Captain Marvel again in another movie, but I'm really excited to see Monica Rambeau Captain Marvel at some point uh, in the films. Uh, now, I know we only have a few more minutes, but I wanted to know, how do you think 
So we have that little feeling from the mid credit scene. Do you feel you feel pretty confident that it's going to work in the context of like, okay, well, now we maybe have an asset of some kind to try and go after Thanos. I just don't really get what she can do. Right. Half the people are gone. Right. I mean, I, I know. And trust me, I'm up. I'm up yeah, on all of it. Yeah, I know. I, I know, too, essentially I, yeah, what they do. Yeah. But I don't. It, it's weird. Like, we should have brought her in. Why didn't we pay her before? Yeah, I mean, I guess we whatever, needed her. whatever Fury was up to, he didn't know until people started disappearing. Yeah. So, like, he didn't know any of this was going on. So, I get but, No, and again, I know, and I get it, yeah. but now it is not the time. Yeah. We, we're missing yeah, half we, our people. We could have used her in the last movie, you know, half hour in. We really needed you. Yeah. Carol. <laughs> yeah, Carol. Come on, Carol. You were off helping the Skrulls. They'll be he, fine. I and mean, that's the other thing. Like, I get you gave him the pager. You left and you figured he paid you if he, yeah. he needed something. But, like, you didn't check in on us at all? Yeah. Well, maybe she did. You know, we don't know that for sure, that she hasn't checked in. And, and like, Fury and, has everything. He's like, it's good. Don't worry about it. You know, uh, yeah, Loki stabbed Coulson, but we'll be all right. We'll get through it. I don't know. I feel like if she checked in any time in the last 10 years. You mean any of the movies? Yeah, literally any <laughs> yeah, of Yeah, any of the movies. It's like, hey, we need you to stop Ultron. Okay, no problem. Yeah, I'll be right there. Any of the times. <laughs> yeah. Like, she she should have checked in a little more. Yeah. Care well, about us a little more. Yeah, come on, Carol. Uh, so God, Carol. Yeah, Carol. That was one of the things that bothered my wife was that name just didn't work. And I'm like, well, they named her 50 years ago. Yeah. Literally 50 years ago. But it ago. is so weird that she's Carol and in yeah. Kara's Kara uh, Danvers, Cara Danvers, oh, and Carol. Yeah. I actually didn't even think of that. It, it is weird. It's yeah. so close. Yeah, it's like way too close. close yeah. yeah. And they're both like two of the most powerful. It just, yeah. Uh, for some, and just having the also Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel old issue. Yes. There's just too many name problems. Yeah, and I get no, that this is all coming from decades ago. But. Yeah, it's, 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 somebody should have done some uh, housekeeping uh, there. But, uh, well, I'm glad you enjoyed the movie. I because did. I, I w- it was nice to talk to people after the movie who did enjoy it. You know, Jeff was a little bit down the middle. And so he was the one who I was talking because to Because of the pandering. Because of the cats. It was really the cats. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, Goose got pretty close to stealing the show. You know, I thought that uh, Goose he was pretty great. Maybe did steal the yeah. show. Yeah, I thought uh, I Ben Mendelsohn the, stole the show. That's true. The whole time I was just like, well, the cat's a scroll or something, even though that logically didn't make sense that scrolls were freaked out. And I'm like, oh, okay, so he's like a crazy like octopus monster. That's pretty amazing. It makes more sense. Uh, in our final minute, yeah. talking about the other Captain Marvel. What's your excitement level for Shazam? Oh, my God. I was invited to a screening tonight, and I can't attend because oh I'm gosh. doing the Tomorrow Show. And I was invited. Every screening they have, I'm busy. I've had and that working, happen for movies. And I don't I'm get, so yeah. bitter about it because Ugh. I could not be more excited for this. I think that the trailer that came out, not this most recent one, the one before, yeah. was one of my favorite trailers that's been in the last many years. Yeah, I agree. It was I'm great. I'm so amped. I've heard only great things about this. Uh, it, it screams me. And so I just, I'm yeah. all in. I'm all and in. And once you know what the tone is of the movie, you're like, oh, Zachary Levi's perfect. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Like, if you're like, okay, that so. That goofy, big. Right. Whatever. If it's like, well, Zachary Levi's going to be a superhero, you're like, wait a minute. But, you know, also the idea, Paul Rudd's going to be a superhero. you got to convince me. It totally works. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited for that, too. But more excited that I got to sit down with Roxy Stryer. Woo, 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 woo. 
uh, for the first time in a while. And it won't be so long, mostly because I really want Jeff to try to explain that cat thing. Uh, I, I I wonder if he even I remembers. I need to know. You know? I think he does because I think I made him feel like piss about it. <laughs> well, no, because if it if it really bothered him, he would have been texting me. He's like, I don't think she got the cat thing. And I would be like, no, no, That's totally why I don't think got... he thinks it's a joke. <laughs> That's true. Well, we'll we'll get him to double down. Anyway, Roxy Stryer on all social media at Roxy Stryer. Facts. And the most important plug is, of course, the Tomorrow Show. Wednesdays, seven ish Pacific on the Not Sam Network. Mm-hmm. Sam Roberts. True. Sirius XM 103. We miss you. Are you coming in soon? I will definitely come back soon. Uh, my mother-in-law stopped coming on Wednesdays. Yeah. When she came over on Wednesdays, it was perfect. But now it's like, hey, how about you put both kids to bed? And then my wife murders me. And then you go, like, wow, we haven't seen Christian in a while. It's because he's dead. Mm, I'll check in on that. <laughs> we'll check I'll, in on that. Every once in You know, like, like Carol. Yeah, yeah, thank I'll you, come back. Thank you for being better than Carol. Yeah, you're welcome. You're a better friend than Carol. Thank Danvers. you so much. If you take nothing away from this show well, today. Imagine how pissed her best friend probably was. Like, I... She thought this girl was dead. She finds out she's alive. Bitch, where and you been? And then she's gone for 20 years. Where you been? Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, uh, you've been gone so long that uh, Monica's also Captain Marvel now. Good yeah. job, Carol. Good. Carol. 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 Thank you. Thanks, Christian. I'll, I'll wrap it up later. Perfect. Go, Thank we you. we got to grab a photo. Uh, should we do it in here or against the wall? Uh, whatever. Do you want? Oh, it what? doesn't matter because the TV pilot review is not us. Yeah, exactly. That was kind of what I thought. Well, I hope you enjoyed those conversations. It was uh, wonderful to catch up with our friend Roxy Stryer, and of course also with Steph Sabra, and the return of our pal Amy Cassandra Martinez. You can follow Roxy at Roxy Stryer, Steph Sabra at Steph Sabra, and Amy at Amy Cassandra MTZ. Now, next week, we're going to have two episodes of the Black Cast, both focused on Captain Marvel. Uh, the next one, I'm very excited for you to all be able to hear. It's an interview that I did for the show Marvel TV Weekly that I host for AfterBuzz TV. Uh, it is the third interview that I've ever done with the great Chris Claremont of, of course, Uncanny X-Men comic book fame, but uh, he also has done a lot with the character of Carol Danvers, whom we all now know as Captain Marvel. So uh, I talked to him for almost an hour about that, 
And I'm very excited for all of you to hear it. If you can't wait until the episode posts, just go over to YouTube and type in Marvel TV Weekly. And if you like me and you like Marvel, you should subscribe to that show and also the show I do for the Popcorn Talk Network, Marvel Movie News. And our friend Zia is on both of those shows with me. Now, later in the week, I'm finally going to get a chance to talk to our friend Rob Lorich, uh, what he thought about the movie. And if you remember when we covered Infinity War, Rob always assigns himself a long reading list to prepare for these movies. So he read a lot of Captain Marvel, Marvel, the original Marvel Captain Marvel, and also Carol Danvers stories. So we'll talk to him about his reading and what the film did in terms of reflecting those characters. Anyway, looking forward to both of those shows, and those will be next time on The Blackcast. Oh, make me over. Well, yeah, it's not like you had anything to say before. Oh my God, I hate you. <laughs> I know. We haven't done a show together in so long. I know.